Yeah. It's a big game. Who you know that got it behind the scenes like behind the O-line soon as the QB say hype. <laughs> it's big game, game, big game, game, game. Analysis from the player's point of view. Injuries, big trades, player news. Yeah. Sect the competition and he played with Tony Dungy. Better listen, I'm talking about Big Game Sports Buzz. Said everything you need and more. Yeah. Big Game Sports Buzz. I thought I told you once before. We call him Big Game James. Yeah. Big Game James. Big Game James. What we call Big Game James. Word. Big Game Sports Buzz. Said everything you need and more. So tune in. Tune in. What's up? Welcome to Big Game Sports Buzz. It's your boy James Canada, a.k.a. Big Game James, kicking off episode four of this season of the Big Game Sports Buzz. Hey, today's episode is going to have some great things, so tune in. But before we get started on that, I'd like to give a special shout out to, uh, to my boy Jay Bucks and Bucks Life on Facebook. They've been helping me hold it down since I started this podcast, putting love out there for me to all the Tampa Bay Buccaneer fans. These guys have been doing their thing for a long time and keeping Tampa Bay Buccaneer fans informed of what's going on. So guys, I just want to say thank you so much for the love you've been sharing with me on this podcast. Today's episode, we're going to kick into Juju Smith-Schuster, Shaq Barrett. Talk a little bit about Mike Tomlin and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Vontaze Burfitt is up to it again. Silly, silly things and silly people getting multiple chances of doing things. We're going to talk about our games of the week, the 100 report, and buying and or selling. How about them Cowboys? They finally ran into a real team. We're going to talk about that. And the San Francisco 49ers, y'all, are they a sleeper? Let's get into our first song of the day before we kick off Big Game Sports Buzz. What's up, y'all? That's Kevin Gates and I Don't Get Tired. And that's a song that helps me get through when I'm grinding at work all week long and still finding time to get other things done. First and foremost, I would like to start things off talking about my man, Juju Smith-Schuster. And guys, I'm going to be 100% honest with you. Juju Smith-Schuster is one of my favorite stories in the NFL. Uh, good receiver. I like him a lot. Um, the question came up last year when Pittsburgh was going through its struggles dealing with A.B. is, can Juju Smith-Schuster be a number one wide receiver? Everyone said yes. Everyone said that. The Steelers don't have anything to worry about with A.B. being gone. And I'm not going to lie, right now, guys, I'm more upset because of my fantasy football than anything else. Um, I needed Mr. Schuster to give me at least five points last week, and he didn't. Now, me being mad about that is petty, and I'm not really upset about that. But it just really made me wonder where does Juju Smith-Schuster stand in the NFL as far as being a number one wide receiver? Is he that guy? Um, so far, looking at the season, and it just makes you realize how much of a talent Antonio Brown really was. I, I don't think anyone questioned A.B.'s talent 
and what he brought to that team, but what it does for your other wide receivers when, you know, he's on the field as a deep threat and everything that he can do to make you, you know, open and get things done. And I think it's really showing right now that Juju Smith-Schuster benefited from having Antonio Brown on the field. And I don't think anyone ever really doubted that. Um, it is what it is, and that's just the God-honest truth. But the question is, looking at, you know, this season and what's being done by the Pittsburgh Steelers and some of these stats. So right now in the regular season, Juju Smith-Schuster has 17 receptions, 258 yards, one touchdown, um, the longest pass being 76 yards. So, you know, are those number one numbers? Now, the one good thing about Juju Smith-Schuster is we know he's not a selfish person, and he will sacrifice himself to try to get other people better. But do you think that's enough to help the Pittsburgh Steelers get out of this hole that they've been in? Um, you know, John Holton uh, had a good game the other night, caught some good passes. Uh, Schuster really wasn't seen in the second half. And I think there's concern. If you let Antonio Brown go thinking that you had your future number one and he hadn't stepped up yet, it makes me wonder how good is he going to be in the long haul. Now, don't get me wrong. There's a lot of guys that have been great number two receivers for an entire career and have been great NFL receivers. So it doesn't mean that Juju Smith-Schuster is a bad wide receiver. The question here is, is he really a number one option for your team and that guy that other teams are going to worry about? Um, it's, it's one of those things right now where, you know, you just don't know. You don't know if, you know, you hold a whole career over four games and how much better can it get? But I know it leaves a lot to be desired because right now you saw those stats earlier, but against the Patriots, six receptions, he was targeted eight times, 78 yards against Seattle, five catches targeted eight times. And it doesn't help that Ben Roethlisberger is out, but at the same time, it is what it is. And even Mason Rudolph knows that he's going to go to the guy that's hot and the best receiver. And right now, Juju Smith-Schuster is not hot, and I cannot Juju on that beat. Tampa Bay Buccaneer fans, you have to be excited coming off of last week's win versus the uh, Los Angeles Rams. But more important than that, I just want to sit back and say that I am more than impressed by the play of Shaq Barrett. Um, I keep talking about my trip to Tampa a couple weeks ago when they played the Giants. And although I was upset at that outcome, to see the play of Barrett on the field really gave me hope. I should say, I hate using that word like the Buccaneers are out of hope and things are bad. But he was that spark and that spotlight of the defense to give me resemblance of the defenses in the past, of old, I should say. And Shaq Barrett is playing like a man on fire. This man has more sacks himself than 10 NFL teams have as a combined defense. So to put that in perspective, he is out there on a mission, uh, multiple three-sack games, getting things done. In four games, the man has 20 tackles, nine sacks, one interception, and three forced fumbles. This 
for a young man that was a free agent when he came out of college in 2014, picked up by the Denver Broncos, and he's working on a one-year contract right now. My question for everyone is, or for the Tampa Bay Buccaneer organization, do you lock him up to a long-term deal before the season plays out? Do you go ahead and invest in Shaq Barrett and get a return on your investment? He is playing out of control right now. He has a high ceiling. He's only going to be, what, 27 years old, I think, at the end of this year. And I think the production is going to continue to be great for how this young man is playing. He is getting things done. So that's a big bright spot for Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Shaq Barrett. Also, the fact that they won and they have some momentum going into a division game this week versus the New Orleans Saints that's playing without Drew Brees. I think the Saints without Drew Brees gives us a chance to get things done. And on another note, after speaking of one guy that's playing out of control and the spotlight is on him for having such a great season, Vontez Perfect is back in the news again. The Oakland Raiders linebacker has been suspended for the rest of the NFL season for his hit this past Sunday against the Indianapolis Colts. Indianapolis Colts tight end Jack Doyle caught the ball, was going down. Burfitt came in, led with his head, hit him, got the flag, and was ejected from the game. And later on, the NFL handed down a suspension. That's going to sideline him for the rest of the year. You know, Burkett has history, and he has a not-so-smart history. He's done several things to make you question his mindset, his mentality, I, th- I say. Um, you know, back a couple years ago when he was with the Cincinnati Bengals playing against the Pittsburgh Steelers, he had the cheap shot against Antonio Brown. He had the incident with Martin Lewis where no one can get him under control, um, numerous personal fouls. And you just have to stop to ask sometimes, you know, what's what's wrong with this guy? What's it going to take for him to uh, to get it? And I feel two different ways about it, I'm going to be honestly. From a player standpoint, you want that guy that has that edge. And as players and even as coaches, we always say you want that guy that has that dog in him that's going to go get it, that's not going to back down from anybody, and is going to be that tough guy for your team. But at some point in time, you can't continue to be a tough guy and have it hurt your team. You can't be that guy that people constantly have to worry about that's going to end up costing your team a game eventually. And personally, I mean, it was helmet to helmet. There's no doubt about it. But at the same time, do I think that Dante Burfitt has gotten a bad rap because because of his past? Yes, definitely. If this man was squeaky clean and it was his first offense, then the NFL may have hit him with a fine, maybe a one-game suspension, and things would be able to go on. Now, the Oakland Raiders are going to be without a starting linebacker and having to find someone to fill in and get the job done and and figure out what they're going to do to get through with their season without their starting linebacker. Um and some people have said this. I've seen this on social media. I've seen it on Twitter. I've had some people drop me emails about Marcus Peters once he had the uh, the pick six this past weekend against the Buccaneers. 
He returned to the end zone, and offensive lineman Donovan Smith knocked the snot out of him. I mean, it was it was a slobber knocker. It was almost the same type of hit that Burfitt put on Doyle, but there was no real, there was no flag thrown on the play. So is this a double standard? Um, regardless if it's a double standard or not, your past will always catch up with you, and it's one of the things I hate about the NFL in a sense, but those players who never learn to correct those past mistakes, they end up paying for it in the long run. My week five NFL games of the week are broken down like this. This week I picked the Packers versus the Cowboys. Um, the Packers are 3-1 and one versus the Cowboys 3-1. I believe that these two teams could end up playing this year in the NFC Championship game. Um, I think that it's going to be really important for the Cowboys to come back and uh, show that they just had an off week maybe against the New Orleans Saints. And if not, the, then I think there will be questions to answer. But I believe the Cowboys-Packers is going to be an interesting game to watch because of their records. I also picked the uh, – 49ers versus the Cleveland Browns and there's nothing on the line they're in two different divisions and two different conferences but at the same time I just want to see if the 3-0 49ers are really as good as what paper saying they are right now so that's going to be a key matchup this week for the 49ers coming off of a bye to see how they can play against that Cleveland Browns defense and Chubb had a great game last week and their offense was hitting on better cylinders than before but We'll see. 49ers versus Brown. Uh, Browns is my game two, uh, game to watch and games of the week this week. And then my Tampa Bay Buccaneers versus the New Orleans Saints. I believe that this is a big divisional game for the NFC South. Um, whoever wins this game, I think, can be in control of their own destiny. Although the Saints have a better record at 3-1, and one, the Buccaneers are 2-2. Two and two. But we win this game, and we're still where we need to be in our division to go ahead and carry things out. We beat uh, Carolina in our first division game. We need to pick this one up, and I believe that we will kill the Dirty Birds when we get to them. So I got my eye on the Buccaneers versus Saints this week. Saints coming off a big win on Sunday night versus the Dallas Cowboys. Can that defense get them through again? They survived on all field goals. Jameis Winston, Mike Evans have been looking amazing, and I believe Shaq Barrett and Indomitian Sue can have big games to give the Buccaneers the edge. Key divisional match this game right here, Buccaneers versus Saints. And then also the Seahawks versus the Rams. Both teams are 3-1. and one. The Rams did not look like themselves against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Jared Goff looked awful, which I will say thank you for because I know that helped my team win. But at the same time, um, both of these teams want to be able to try to stay up with the San Francisco 49ers who are undefeated right now. Whoever wins this, keep themselves in position to when they face the 49ers to, to beat them and stay in first place. So Seahawks versus Rams is my fourth game of the week pick this week. Yes, y'all, and this week's buying or selling is courtesy of one of my boys from the Bay Area. Shout out to my man, Big Sherm. Big San Francisco 49ers fan, and I know he was wondering if I thought that the San Francisco 49ers starting out 3-0 and could mean that San Francisco is back to the ways of old. And I'm going to say, 
Sherm pump the brakes right now, but they are playing a lot better. And right now, defensively, I think is where San Francisco 49ers fans should be excited about that defense. You know, they came out a very strong week one debut versus my Buccaneers. They held them to immediately 295 yards of offense, created some turnovers, made things hard. And they looked like that they were going to be ready to play. I believe that a lot of times when we hear about uh, San Francisco, we hear about Jimmy Garoppolo. He's back from his injury. And, you know, he still has some work to do. So far in their three games, 739 passing yards, five touchdowns, but he has four interceptions. He's going to have to clean that number up. Their offense is going to have to win the turnover battle, limit the turnovers. And in that NFC West, you it's hard to look past the Rams or the Seahawks for being your favorites. So right now, San Francisco being 3-0, and I don't think that I can buy that they are going to be favored to win that division because of its history and past. Now, that could change. You know, I think this week the Cleveland Browns have a decent defense. Uh, let's see what kind of pressure that they put on San Francisco and what San Francisco can get done in this game. I think it's going to be an interesting fact. I mean, interesting game to watch and see how they uh, can overcome or if, you know, I. Let me re- rewind a minute. Not say overcome, but just how they line up, play the game, and handle this defense. Um, this game should tell 49ers fans a little bit more if this team is ready to get back and compete in that NFC West. I'm looking forward to seeing them uh, play. I'm looking forward to kind of see what they can do because I'm going to be the first one to tell you and be honest with you. When I saw San Francisco on the Buccaneers schedule for week one, I was talking a lot of trash and chalked it up as a guaranteed week one win for the Buccaneers. And that defense came out and looked very impressive. And I think that that's going to keep them in games. If their offense can match the defense's uh, production, then they're going to be a pretty good team and they might have a chance in that division. But I can't say by the San Francisco 49ers yet, only time will tell. And then I had another one of my boys. Big said, Pitt, how you doing, man? I know that you are a big Cowboys fan. I know you followed your team to NOLA last week on Sunday night, and you were talking a big game about your boys winning. They came out, and they didn't win. You know that. We all know that. Um, But is it time to hit the panic button? It's one game, and... Dallas Cowboy fans, I think you had to know that this would be your best test from a defensive standpoint of the Saints. You knew that your offense would be tested for the first time. Um, New Orleans offense without Drew Brees is a much different offense. We all know that. We saw that with Teddy Bridgewater. He maintained the game, but he didn't do anything to, I think, really scare the Dallas Cowboys. Um, But that Cowboys offense did not know how to pick up blitzes it seemed uh Dak Prescott was under pressure Ezekiel Elliott didn't have a big running day so I think Dallas has to really go back to the drawing board to figure out a way to get this offense going again for when they play against uh powerful defenses um this week against Green Bay I think the defense will be challenged a little bit more um 
But at the same time, I don't know. Robert Quinn coming off the edge. That man is playing like a beast. I love the way he plays. The Dallas defense is better. They have been tightened up. Rod Marinelli is doing the job that I always knew he would do with the right personnel um, under his tutelage. And so I think the defensive end is going to be okay. And does Green Bay have the the muster to slow down uh, Dallas? So I think that this should make for a very interesting game. Cowboys fans, I'm still buying that you win your division and you you get to at least the second round of the playoffs. But this week is going to be vital because I think that if the Cowboys fall this week, it's going to kill the mentality and spirits in the locker room and it could cause a downhill slide. So Dallas Cowboys fans, don't panic yet. But watch this game very closely because it will tell you a lot about how your season is going to go. Yes, y'all decided to hit y'all with two songs uh, this time on the go around before the 100 point. That's Chance the Rapper and a little bit of DMX. So let's go ahead and kick this thing off. The 100 report. Things that come to my mind and it is my job to keep it 100% true for with you. And tonight's 100 report is on the lighter side. Fantasy football. Is fantasy football starting to ruin the NFL game for you? You know, it's it's a long time ago. My my cousin, my big cousin decided to do a football pick and I participated in it. And then, you know, I talked to NFL security to make sure that it wasn't in uh, against any of the best interest of me doing that while playing. So, during that time when I was playing, I would probably just I would just give people my opinions on what I thought might happen, but I didn't do anything. But you know that started on Yahoo back in the day when it was just to pick them. You would pick who was going to win what game and if the team was going to cover the spread. A couple of years later, fantasy football came out. You know we did the whole draft, had our teams uh, ready to go, and it was a lot of fun. Nowadays, it's gone to an entirely brand new level. You have FanDuel, DraftKings, you have Daily Fantasy, you have your normal fantasy where you can draft your teams. But, um, you know, it never, never became an issue or a thought to me until one day my wife busted out and said, oh, my God, can we just watch the game? And I'm thinking to myself, what are you talking about? Can we just watch the game? So... Here it is, me, my buddies, whoever else at the house yelling and cheering and trying to have about 50 TVs on looking at every game possible because we're really just looking to follow our players. Um, It's gotten so big now to my students at school right now during the football season. The boys, that's all they talk about. My high school son, his buddies, all they're talking about. They don't watch NFL football to me just rooting for their favorite team. These fools are watching the game, cheering only for the guys they have in their lineup. And I guess the question for me to you is, is fantasy football ruining the experience of your Sunday tradition if you're old NFL hit? You know, I used to look forward to Sundays, sitting down with my grandfather, getting our lemonade Kool-Aid. My grandmother made snacks for us. Had sandwiches. We sat down. We had a really good time. Um, my grandfather raised me most of my life. Most of my friends people know that. The whole reason I ended up playing a game of football is because of my grandfather sitting me down, putting me in front of the TV, and sharing his love of the NFL game with me. And that's great tradition. Those same traditions I try to pass on to my kids 
and they don't want to share those same traditions. They love playing football, but when it comes to watching it, my youngest would rather go upstairs and jump on a video game. Eh, hard pill for me to swallow. I'll make him probably watch a half, and then I'll give in and just let him go do his thing. My oldest is going crazy, flipping back and forth, changing the TV, to whereas my favorite team was my grandfather's favorite team. So naturally, my favorite team now, guys, is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I played for the Bucs, and I learned to love the Buccaneers dearly after, you know, spending my time there in Tampa. So what I do, I try to share that with my kids. Can't get along with my kids, y'all. One is a Dallas Cowgirls fan. You know that'll never fly in my house for me. And the other one likes the Kansas City Chiefs. Don't ask me why. He's never been to Kansas City, Missouri. He doesn't know anything about Gates Barbecue or anything else, but he's a big Chiefs fan. So as I sit back and think about it, the normal football traditions that I had growing up are far gone. But at the same time, even though I may not like who from, who my kids root for, the game of football still brings me and my oldest son together every Sunday, sitting down, even though we may not watch one game, we'll have to watch multiple games so he can check his lineup and see what his points look like. Nevertheless, we still get that time. So at the end of the day, fantasy football hasn't totally ruined the game of football for me, but has definitely changed football how I view it, and how I enjoy it. It's Big Game James, and that's 100. Thanks, everybody. This is your boy, Big Game James, and I want to say I really appreciate you tuning in to Big Game Sports Buzz. I want to leave you guys with this. Don't be afraid to give up the good to go for the great. And that was by J.D. Rockefeller. You can always follow me on Facebook, Big Game Sports Buzz, or you can follow me on Twitter at Big Game Sports. You can also follow the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, and Radio Public. Remember, whatever it is you want to do in life, don't just do it. Do it big. Big Game Sports Buzz. Set everything you need and more. Big Game Sports Bug. I thought I told you once before. You call him Big Game James. Yeah, Big Game James.